Good everybody hope you guys are all well um i wanted to make this video well have you read the title understanding the dark night of the soul and uh you know tower moments you know um well i'll get into it you know but um basically something happened yesterday that kind of triggered everything it got me thinking about things um you know so it was a catalyst for for all of this so uh yesterday you know i was going and it's funny because I had dreamed everything. So that's the craziest thing. Like everything came true. So that's why I understand that it had to happen. But at the same time, it still kind of uh, had me thinking about a lot of stuff. So basically yesterday in the morning, I was going for a bike ride. Um, you know, and I got hit by a car, right? And so, well, it was a van, right? But still, or it's not, I don't know what, what they are like a van or a small SUV or something like that, right? It hit me. And, uh, you know, I was going, I had the green light, and this person comes and boom. And so, um, you know, when they hit me after yesterday, I was making a video about this and I, a memory got triggered. And I remember because I did, I got upset and everything. And um, after they hit me, they never stopped, right? I thought it was going to be a hit and run because they hit me and then they just... You know, I guess I held on by some miracle. Like, I guess, you know, I even looked down after the, I was like, oh, my leg's still there. You know, it was like, um, I guess they must have hit me on my pedal or something. That's why I never hit my leg. And then I guess it probably pushed me to like the back tire. And you could see, I'll put a picture. The back tire is all bent. And I guess it, they just kept pushing and I, I just held on and boom, it pushed me out of the way. And then they they stopped right there. And I went and I was yelling at them. And um, But you know, all that like had to do with the dream and how it came true. Like first off, I made a video about it, about the seeing dead animals and the meaning. And I haven't seen any dead animals since, right? Like it was just like leading up. I seen like a, a pigeon get hit in front of me. I, I don't think I've ever seen a bird just get hit right at the car in front of me. I, I talked about it in the other video how and then it flew and then I seen it like right there twitching. But luckily that wasn't me, right? Despite all the things that I saw, you know, I was spared from that, right? And then also like I had a dream about that, that in the Jesus take the wheel, but I'm talking about the video I made, but I'm talking about how, you know, I crashed, you know, but in, in real life, like it ended up me being hit and then it was weird then some other stuff happened and then there was this kid and the kid was all nervous and he threw up on me and I was mad at first but then then I was more nurturing like hey like you're gonna be okay everything if you go watch those videos and it explains it in more detail but that's how, kind of how it happened like after I yelled at this kid that hit me then I was like I saw how nervous they were and then I calmed down and then I was like hey you know what I, I'm good I, like I got my legs I'm good you know, so then I, I, I calmed down. I even joked about it. You know, even though I was a little shaken up, I still was like, like nurturing towards like, hey, it's cool, whatever. I even offered like, hey, just pay, just pay this and, uh, you know, whatever. I was trying to help out so they didn't have to call their insurance and, and, uh, and uh, you know, then it's going to be worse for them because, you know, I was uh, obviously fine, you know. 
Uh, but anyways, so yeah, after I was thinking about it, right? Because, you know, it's it's uh, how many people don't get um, like a chance like that, right? But anyways, the point was I was kind of being pushed to do certain things and maybe see me going on this bike ride or different things is like just taking up time to do other things instead of what you're kind of being led to do, right? So for me... I don't really get away with it. Like when I'm being pushed to do something, I'll have something dramatic like that happen. As you can see, I didn't have a scratch on me, but you know, just cause they take care of me like that. You know what I mean? Um, that's it. Right. And the dream, you know, even though it wasn't exact, but it, it really was, you know, it, it reminds me of like, and, you know, hopefully no one takes like, um, I mean, it doesn't matter whether people take offense to it or not. And and uh, I'm not trying. I'll just say it so you guys could understand what I'm talking about. Like when I was, you know, younger and things were happening to me and, and you know, I read the Bible. I remember one of the characters that stuck stuck out to me a lot was Daniel. Right. The prophet Daniel, because he's the one that would interpret dreams. And so. You know, there was a time when I even thought, like, is that me? Like, I'm, did I reincarnate? And Because it, it triggered that. I was like, because that's how I would dream stuff. And and it would make sense to me. And other people couldn't decipher, like, even their own dreams sometimes. So I even thought, like, at one point, like, is that me? Because even that, not too long ago, I remember I was walking, you know, in the mountains. I ran into, like, a mountain lion, right face to face with a mountain lion. I mean, it was still at a distance, but, you know, they could leap like 20, 30, what is it, feet or something. So it was within, it could still pounce on me, like, kind of from where it's at. But, but uh, you know, it's crazy because I heard these women's voices that were never even there. And then I, I went, and as soon as I was, like, in the clear, I was looking over because there was, like, all these trees in between once I went around through this trail. So I was looking up to make sure this thing didn't pounce on me. And then as soon as I put, like, my headphones were just hanging. And as soon as I put it on, it was at the part from when Daniel got thrown into the lion's den or something. Like, and the, you know, whatever, um, Daniel was thrown into the end and nothing happened to him. And I was like, what? Because I had just, you know, it wasn't a regular lion, but it was a mountain lion. And so I was like, oh, wow. So even then, it was funny that, like, on the, you know, like, I couldn't even believe it that that was there, like, on my MP3 player as... As uh, as that happened, right? Like, what are the chances? Um. So, anyways, just to say that, like, little things that that sometimes will make you think things like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder that. It doesn't matter, you know, because anyone that knows about the way everything works, it's like, it's almost like they don't want you to remember your past life because it it really has nothing to do with this life that you're living right now, right? It really doesn't. But I guess it's our quest to want to know who we are, understand things better, especially when you're starting to experience things. So let me get into the whole, I kind of have been explaining anyways, like, like it felt like that was a tower moment for me, right? Like getting hit on the bike because, because there were things that I had to do that I feel like I was neglecting. So because of yesterday, yesterday after that happened first, I was like, I was, um, I was kind of sulky, right? I was sulking. Like I was all like, you know, like someone, you know, kind of not pouting, but more sulking. Like, damn, like, why'd that happen to me? Like, it reminded me of when I did the interview with my friend Trish. She said after she got hit by lightning, 
she felt like, damn, did I do something wrong? Like, what happened until her grandma gave her the perspective, like, like, uh, or until she got older, talking about how then she felt like, okay, it was a gift, like, to remind you of, of something, of who you are. So in this case, yeah, I mean, it reminded me of that I had, the premonition was dead on, that I'm protected, like I got hit by a damn car and nothing, and I walked away without a scratch, even though my bike, you know, and it's not gonna cost that much, you know, I I went to check, it's only gonna be like a hundred bucks, which is still, you know, I mean, the people that hit me are supposed to pay, but, you know, so it's not still, it's still, well, I gotta take it, right, as long as the frame's not damaged and all that stuff, so anyways, um, so yeah, you know, it probably didn't turn out that bad and it forced me to do other things that I needed to do. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, I was in a in a mood yesterday. I felt like, damn, did I do something wrong? Like what the hell, what this and that. It really had me kind of in a in a mood for a while, but then after I went and I climbed this mountain, you know, and uh, and it felt good, you know? So that's how I ended my night yesterday. Um, after all, being all day in this funk, trying to figure out, but I was doing stuff at the same time. That's why it's funny that, you know, I got hit by, I got hit by a car and then I'm still like, I was just kind of in a daze, but still had the ball rolling. Right. So that was a little tower moment. Right. Um, had I not taken action, that's when it becomes the, the like a, a dark night of the soul, because you don't just have one, you, you could have multiple ones. Right. Um, you know, I was going through one. I still kind of am. I guess it's kind of ended already, but which is funny because I had dreamed about it a few weeks ago that I finally, you know, I had the anxiety and everything. I finally dreamed that I didn't have the anxiety no more. And if you see, I made a video about when I got my red tail hawk feathers, you know, I had gotten five of them, really six, because there was another one I forgot to mention that I had gotten. But, but, uh, I got a, uh, so it would be my seventh one, which, you know, seven isn't a good number, but I got one in the spirit world, right? It was like I was in the dream and this and that, and there was a red tail hawk feather. And I remember it, it was pointing to the right too, like it was bent to the right. So it made me feel like, okay, you're on the right path. And I guess the fact that it was awarded in the spirit world meant more, you know, like it was like, that. that means... There's a graduation, something I understand now spiritually that they gave me this this red tail hawk feather in the dream, right? So I was pretty um, blown away by that. I, for, I, I lost my train of thought. I forgot completely why I just brought that up uh, about the red tail hawk feathers. Um, I don't know, just whatever. Like um, as far as like, uh, oh yeah, the anxiety. So it was, I think, in the same dream with the anxiety that I, I was going to be cured from the anxiety. And then I found this feather and everything. So I was on the right path. It was actually triggered. The anxiety, I, I realized it hit me hard last year, but it had started before there were already signs because of somebody, right? That that was it, that came into my life. And, um, you know, I guess it would probably be what people call karmic, like a karmic person, something like that. I really don't know. I still don't know what exactly this person's role was. But as far as they did trigger... They started giving me anxiety, this person, dealing with this person. And so when that happens, you got to see what in them is a reflection of you, right? Or it could just be like that, like maybe some karma that you had to pay from before or 
or something. Sometimes not even about you. Sometimes it's something. That's the thing to understand too. That sometimes it has nothing to do with you, and it's something that that you know you probably agree to outside of here. You know you agree to be part of this contract, and then that person has to pay some karma for their actions. So it, it gets really complicated, right? But all that aside, things were triggered because of this person, right? I know I'm going all over the place. This is probably already re really long already by now, but it was triggered by a person, right? And then I started going through this, I guess, kind of dark night of the soul because of all the stuff that happened after, you know, like anxiety, panic attacks, all kinds of things, right? And then after, it didn't even have to do with that person, but they were the first time ever I had had anxiety or a panic attack. So, and then after like, I guess maybe like a year later or two years later, then I had like all this other stuff happening, right? So that became a huge like dark night of the soul, really. I mean, it got so bad. I was even thinking of, uh, you know, like taking my life. That's how bad it got last year when I really went. That was like the epitome of a dark night of the soul, right? To really that, like not even being able to leave your house, being feeling just like, and really not understanding, like trying to figure it out. Like, what is it? Like, is it something physical? Is it something spiritual? What exactly is going on? So to bring more understanding to it, it's like, it's definitely triggered by things you fail to do or things you hold on to, right? And it's like your subconscious will hold on to all these things. Just hold on and hold on. And one day it just explodes without you understanding why. And it could come in the form of a panic attack or anxiety and this and that. And you don't even understand what just happened. But the seeds had already been planted since like a while. Every little thing you were putting to the side that you failed to do uh, had to do with that, right? Like leading up to that point. Like someone just said something. It was, I don't know. I think it was like, a, you know, some religious thing that I was listening to. I think it was on the radio. My, my my bluetooth turned off and it was on the on the church radio station some guy talked about like you know about like when you don't send a letter and this and that and, and i was like oh wow that's so funny because i was just thinking about that about about that like because i actually did something like that recently right i actually wrote a letter a email to somebody because i was in a ceremony and i realized it hit me while I was in a ceremony that there was one person in the whole universe, really, <laughs> like, that I had any kind of ill feeling towards. Like, I thought I had already finished that. But because the last time I I, I messaged them, I kind of had it. I, I put out that energy like, hey, like, I'm not on good terms with you, blah, blah. Like, don't contact me again. Somehow it was in there in my subconscious. And it hit me in a ceremony where I realized, oh, wow. I have to fix that because if not, even when I, if I pass, it's something that's going to be there. So I, you know, I, I send that, I send that message and I say, Hey, you know what? Like, I, yeah, I don't want to have any resentment towards you. Like, you know, this is like, I want to end this like in a good way. And, um, you know, this is just me closing this book, you know, and, and that's it. Like, you know, take care of yourself. Like, that's it. Like, and then I felt instantly relieved, right? Like, 
But I would have never acknowledged that. I had to be in a spiritual space, right? I had to be in the ceremony where it just hit me like, oh, wow, like I have to fix that. Because even though it may not seem important, subconsciously something told me that. Like where that was the epiphany I got inside, you know, the ceremony. Uh, you know, it's kind of like I learned a long time ago too. When I would have like when I was writing a lot of songs and I was trying to finish an album and I wouldn't finish it. And then later I read about that, like how it's always good to finish something because psychologically it's messing you up when you don't. So, you know, like especially not having the money to finish albums, sometimes it would take me two, three years just to finish an album. But when I would finish it, there was this instant like your life just moves forward. So something is happening when when uh, you're not doing things that's stalling your life and that causes the tower moments, right? As they say in the tarot, in case you don't know what I'm talking about with tower moments, it's like the tower, the, you know, when they do the readings and if a tower comes out, it means like, you know, that something's about or possibly could happen that would cause, you know, things to kind of fall apart. It's usually like that. Like the tower is almost like, you know, I dreamed of that before. Like before I even knew what tarot cards were, I dreamed of towers and I remember shaking them down or I've dreamed of towers where, you know, I made them fall on somebody else. But you could see that the towers were all flimsy, uh, which means like, you know, they weren't built. They weren't solid. So it, it, they have to come down because that's how it is. When something's not solid, what happens? You keep building on it and eventually it'll tumble because it's not strong to be. There's no foundation to it. Right. So that's what happens. You know, like relationships, not just like, you know, romantic relationships, but any kind of relationship, friendships, jobs, you know, you, you build them on an unsolid foundation and they will crumble eventually, right? So just like empires, right? Or or nations, countries, a country built on, on you know, murder, rape, this and that, eventually is going to fall. It's just a matter of time because they never fix the foundation unless they fix the foundation. But as you can see, some people don't want to look in the mirror and say, oh yeah, this is ha really happened. We need to hold ourselves accountable. And and so eventually it's just a matter of time before it crumbles, right? No matter how long it takes, it will crumble. Okay, so I had to do something real quick. So I just want to share about this story and then I'll close it out. Um, that was a huge kind of like tower moment for me, right? Um, and it kind of, you know, it led to all this... Uh, I guess misery, right? Because I didn't handle it. So, you know, when I was at my job of like nine years, you know, I, I probably got a ton of signs that that it was time for me to leave and I just wasn't acting, right? And so, you know, one day I get to work, I, I'm 30 minutes, you know, in my car just deciding, okay, I'm going to go tell them I uh, want to put in my two weeks notice. You know, I didn't really have a plan what I was going to do. I just knew, I guess at the time I had it in my head like, uh, you know, because when I left the job, I was going to have a nice amount of money. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the music thing or whatever. So 30 minutes, I'm sitting in the car thing. Okay, I'm going to go put in my two weeks notice. So then I go and I'm just like, oh, I'll just do it after I get off of work. And then after that, like halfway through the shift, the manager has a heart attack or something, like a stroke heart attack. And uh, so after that, I was like, okay, well, I guess I can't go now and be like, oh, well, um, sorry he had a heart attack, but, you know, I want to give my two weeks notice. And I was a supervisor, so it was like, you know, I was part of the management, so that's why it mattered, I guess, because, you know, it was like, oh, 
I'm a supervisor and and yeah, sorry, we're gonna be short the manager, but I wanna put my two weeks notice in, right? So I felt bad about it. So after that, I stayed another two months and I was just as miserable as it gets. It was like the worst, it, it just got even worse, right? Uh, so then finally, I mean, my performance, everything just got so bad that I, I guess finally someone asked me, hey, like someone was saying you don't want this job anymore. I guess they just felt that from my actions and I was like, yeah, I wanna give my two weeks notice. And they were surprised and they still gave me the whole like, oh, are you sure you're going to give up your benefits? You're going to give up this, that. So they kind of did the whole, you know, but but I knew. And then I, I even went and, you know, I think the day I left or the day before my last day, I went up. I went, I drove out to the beach and I, I asked, I was like, hey, you know, I'm making the right decisions or something. And I saw a shooting star. So I was like, okay, thank you. Like right as I asked, like I saw a shooting star, you know, so I was like, okay. And then the next day there was a coyote in front of my house on my last day of work, which, you know, always shows like, yeah, everything was as it should be kind of thing. Like things had to happen a certain way for, for this to happen. Right. So that was a tower moment. The Actually the tower moment was where, the, when the manager had like the, the heart attack, right? Like I wasn't taking action. Well, actually the whole two months of misery was cause I, I should have put in my two weeks notice then. But instead, I stayed another two months of misery because I wouldn't, I, I didn't do what I was supposed to, right? I had a plan. I didn't stick to it. So a lot of times that's what it is. Having a plan and not sticking to it can cause that, right? And um, and so, you know, even right now I'm thinking of all these things, right? So that's kind of what it is. I know I, I was probably all over the place, but, it, you know, I guess that's the best way for people to understand through giving, ex you know, me giving examples, right? Like of things in life that that were tower moments, you know, like um, after that, things ended up great, right? So for a whole year after I left that job, I kind of didn't know, like I was doing stuff, right? I think I, I released the whole album, but then after it was kind of hard because, you know, I spent money to make a good album, but then, you know, you need all this money for promotion. So I was kind of stuck with this good product, but, you know, really no way to distribute it. Uh, I mean, I did, I put it up for sale, but it was just, uh, you know, and I printed out CDs and everything, but you know, I don't know, maybe I wasn't pushing it enough, right? Or something like that. But then I fell into the acting and then I did that for, you know, what the last six, seven years or something since 2014. So, you know, and then that, like with the old job, it was like, I'd be surprised if I had a good day at work with the acting. I was surprised if I had a bad day at work, right? It, it completely flipped. And had things not gone the way they did, had I not had tower moments and all this crazy stuff happening that pushed me, I would have never experienced that. I would have been like, you know, kind of how everyone feels that, you know, you're not supposed to be happy at your job. It's your job. And then that's it. And and, and that's just how it goes, you know. So so I got to experience that, that you don't have to be miserable at, at your job, you know. Like, you know, so that was a crazy stuff. But, you know, it's like that. But I, I did definitely have a dark night of the soul like last year. You know, there's uh, still remnants of it, but nothing like like that. Right. Thinking like if this continues, like I, I don't even want to be here. Like it was that bad. Right. Like to where it just didn't feel like there was going to be any light at the end of the tunnel. And but it was all it was all forcing. It forces you to take action. So that would be my best advice. Like any little thing you th may think it's the most insignificant thing. Maybe just that mending things with somebody, right? Like someone, 
you know, I got to see that pretty early on. I remember being with this, you know, in this relationship where, you know, it was a really toxic relationship. I didn't know, I didn't, you know, know about that word yet. I didn't know nothing about that, but, but even that, right? Like I was already making music. And so sometimes that, right? I had a lot like singer friends, you know, a lot of female singer friends, male singer, whatever. But sometimes someone would text me or something and, and this per, you know, the person I was with would be like, oh, who's that? Oh, I, you know, a little thing like that. Like, oh, it's a friend. Just because I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear the nagging like, oh, you know, because that's how, if it was a girl, it was like, oh, who's like, oh, so-and-so, like, are you hooking up? This blah, blah, all that BS, right? It was just so draining. So I remember even lying about that once. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't lie. So I started breaking out, you know, and that's how they got me, right? Like, I guess... You know, I had like the clearest skin and then all of a sudden because I said that lie, like within a week I started breaking out and I knew, subconsciously I knew that that's what it was. And so finally I was like, ah, you know, it was so-and-so and 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 whatever. And of course we, we argued about it, but then, I, you know, I was, I guess luckily I cared more about my breaking out and all that than the relationship. So I was like, then I was just brutally honest, right? Um, And I became like, because of that relationship, I became so honest that that it was insane. Like, I just didn't, um, I didn't care, you know? Every once in a while, probably that. Maybe I'll say something, but then I would always say the truth because, because, because of things like that. Or even that, I think sometimes I would have, like, a back pain. I knew it's like carrying, you know, you're carrying something. So I would have a back pain, and it was because something that I didn't want to say because I didn't want to argue. And then I was like, you know what, this, boom. And then the pain would disappear. So... I learned early on that every little thing, even though you think it's not going to affect you, it really does. Subconsciously, the subconscious mind is something so insanely, like, beyond our comprehension, right? But that's why, you know, I, I don't want to get all into, like, conspiracy or... Because uh, it's not conspiracy, but, you know, that's why they use a lot of stuff. That's why people are all messed up, don't even know why. Because probably so much subconscious stuff they're putting in commercials and movies. Everything's meant to trigger you in some way. So you're not understanding this in life. You know, you could be good. All of a sudden you're angry at something or, you know, you're hungry or you this, you're that. Everything is, you know, like when I was going to school for that, I remember they said like the average person gets like a thousand advertisements a day. This was before cell phones were putting advertisements, all this stuff. So this is just like your average tv consumption and billboards and all this stuff or ads on a, a bus or a bus stop or a bus bench or all this stuff like that was just those advertisements or reading a magazine then with the world of cell phones who knows like if we we're getting a thousand before that we're probably getting like over two thousand advertisements that are all triggering responses and messing up your head right i don't know how i got into that but whatever like just just to say that right so um yeah, Dark Night of the Soul, uh, Tower Moments, Understanding that, oh yeah, the subconscious mind, that's why I was talking about that. You are taking things in, if you're holding on to things, leaving things incomplete, eventually it'll ca cause tower moments or, and even if you don't address them, it'll hit you with a Dark Night of the Soul, excuse me, like, which is usually a good thing, it's never really a bad thing, you could be, you know, the universe knows it. Like, like I said, like I dream things and they come true, right? Just like the whole getting hit, hit on the bike and everything. So I understand that it's almost like everything's already written. Cause to me, it's like, there's no way I could dream 
these things with such accuracy unless they already exist somewhere, right? That has to be how it is, right? Um, so that means that maybe, you know, the universe probably already knows you need this or maybe it was part of your, like you, it's like weird because it's still free will, but you know, constantly we're asking for help, right? We're praying, oh, God, this, God, that, or whoever you pray to, right? You know, if you Catholic, you probably pray to the Vidhan or, or, you know, other people pray to other entities, all this stuff, whoever you're praying to, ancestors, this, that, they're trying to help you. And so, you know, be like, you know, it's like someone that's stuck in a relationship. You'll get a million red flags and you're still like, sometimes you'll never learn, right? Sometimes, you know, maybe it was part of the, the, the thing, you know, and, or you'll catch this person doing something. Or if you're in abuse, in an abusive relationship, tons of things that at that moment you should cut it, but you just stay in and it could be your ancestor. All these people you're praying to, oh, please help me. Show me a sign and the signs there, there, there. It's like that that saying where there's like a guy, there's a flood and there's a guy on a roof and, and he's praying to God, oh, get me out of here. And then a guy passes on a boat, hey, get in. Oh, well, you know, God, um, you know, God, I, I, God's going to get me out of this. Okay, boom. Then a helicopter comes. Hey, come on, climb up. No, no, God's going to get me out of this. Boom. Next thing you know, this person drowns and then in heaven, they're like, they're like, hey, what, you know, I send you the boat, I send you the helicopter, I send you, and then they just, so that's really how it is in real life, right? Like we get, we pray, we get tons of signs, and those are really the tower moments in the dark night of the soul. It's heavy stuff, but if you make it through to the other side, it's like you agree to it or something, or they're doing it to, to benefit you, right? And it is to that sometimes it is to the point because see like even me when it when once you get pushed to the point of you're like well i'm gonna take my own life or i just can't deal with this then what do you got to be afraid of at that point right uh you know a huge breakthrough i had when i was when i was um i think it helped me be more brave with the music right it's hard like people say public people fear public speaking more than death Literally, like it's a statistic. I'm sure if you look it up, that people peer, fear public speaking more than death. Maybe this was before like videos and now everybody wants to be viral and stuff. Uh, but before it was like people feared public speaking more than death. So, uh, you know, when I, before I was like, you know, with the music, it was hard to go perform every time, all this stuff. It was really hard. And, you know, when I was in the military, I remember I had a dream that I was in a desert and it was like death was waiting for me, right? Death was waiting for me in the desert. So two days later, I got a call that, you know, a certain unit, because my unit wasn't going to Iraq. So they were like, you know, oh, you know, this unit's going to Iraq. You know, if you want to go with them, call. And so I did, you know, instantly I remembered the dream. I was like, oh, wow. Like, so I guess this is where I'm supposed to go die or something. So I had the choice and I did it. I was like, screw it. I don't care. All right. Like I saw death and... You know, it's funny because it was smiling at me. And I was like, all right. Like, here I come. Screw it. Uh, and I knew at that point how accurate my dreams were. So I already knew. And then something happened and I ended up getting in trouble. And it was like, so it was like the universe's way of, and they didn't let me go, right? Because it wasn't with my unit. It was, it was going to be with another unit. And then this gunnery sergeant, I guess he was like, you ain't going nowhere. Like, you know, because of whatever. Like me messing up and stuff. And, um, and. 
So it was funny, like the universe. But because of that, it made me brave. It was like, damn, what do I got to be afraid? I was really going to go. Me dreaming of death, I was still, I was already going to go, which is maybe, you know, in a sick way, it's like suicidal in another way. Like, you know, I don't know what, you know, obviously I was going, I, I don't know what the hell was in my head. Or me just saying like, screw you, like I ain't afraid of you kind of thing. I don't know what, but then it, it was like, okay, yeah. If I wasn't afraid to go, after having that premonition, it came true. And then still being like, yeah, called up, boom, boom, boom. Uh, you know, I, I was good to go. Like, okay, cool. I, you know, I asked the person, um, I forgot if it was a colonel or what, the guy that was in charge of, you know, where I was at my unit. And, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, he gave me the green light to go. And then just that gunnery sergeant after he was like, well, no way. Like, you're not going nowhere because of this and that. So uh, I didn't end up going, you know. But that whole experience made me be able to, you know, once you face death, if you're willing to face death, then there's really nothing to be afraid of. You know, I don't know if it has to like, I don't know that I was necessarily afraid of anything recently as to why I got hit by um got hit by a car. Like obviously I could have gone sideways. But uh it definitely triggered something and it did even though yesterday was like a whole day I was taking action, a lot of things that I needed to do. Uh that to, to you know, to set wheels in motion for other things. So um you know, just that tower moments will come. I hope I explained it in a way. Hope, you know, I try to explain it in my way. I know other people are more like technical or by the book. And, and you know, hopefully that makes sense. That when you don't do things, it causes those moments of like where everything comes tumbling down. And if you don't get the lesson there, eventually it'll, it'll lead to a dark night of the soul. That's really all it is. But it, it's like almost like that. Like it's meant to make you progress or you're going to just collapse. Hopefully you'll push through it. Once you push through it, you're gonna come out stronger, and, and and hopefully you'll remember those lessons. So later on in life, because you could always have another dark night of the soul, more tower moments, more this and that, uh, you know. But it is on you. It it is your choice. You know, we have plenty of signs. Like I said, how I was tested uh, on my birthday, right? Uh, like you know, it's funny. Like I know, like in my head, it's like. Like, uh, you know, I talked about being tested, like sexually, like this and that. And I thought like, man, what if I would have taken that action? Like, and I would have felt so like depressed after, like I would have felt like my self-esteem would have plummeted. Like I would have just, you know, not been able to look at myself in the mirror or something, right? Like for that action, even though to the average person, maybe it seems like it's no big deal. But for me, it would have probably affected me like in a very negative way you know what i mean so there's things like that right like like just so many lessons and and their moments right and they seem harmless but that's what could cause your whole you know the ripple effect there's little things that are gonna cause cause things to uh to happen right so okay i'll end it there i think i went all over the place but hopefully you guys followed along and i uh, hope you guys are well uh yeah if i need to explain it better i'll make another one don't forget to subscribe, like, you know, if you feel like someone might get something out of it, share it, comment, all that good stuff. Let me know about your Dark Night of the Soul experience or Tower moments, right? All right, peace. Yeah, man, I think sometimes we just make things harder than they're supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know.
So now I run better Got four more returns when I go against the current Cause now I think this current Folks follow trends that make no sense But guess nobody told them better They learn how to sever Culture with lies Yes the devil is wise Yes the devil is wise Watch what I say Dog it's okay Cause I already live more than I had ever hoped for But nowadays I'm hopeful I think we could learn how to put the past behind And work on this grind Come on I know I know Yeah, I know.